Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kin's Conversations. Today, I actually have a very special friend over, as always, um, but she's actually visiting me from college, um, so she's not in Massachusetts right now, but Fahima, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Fahima Zaman. I am a freshman health study major at URI, so yeah, I, I live in Rhode Island right now. I came down to visit Kin because like, she's like one of the only stable people from high school I know <laughs> so I really appreciate her yeah yeah um how have you been liking your business so far I know we just like walked around a little bit I was able to give you somewhat of a tour mm-hmm. of Harvard uh how what do you think of it I really like the campus it's really nice like it's it's huge like compared to what I'm used to definitely and it's definitely more in the city like area but it's it's really nice like this area is all really nice I really like it yeah mm-hmm. I'm in having fun you know just chilling yeah no uh, how what's um your university like then so my university University of Rhode Island um it's in Kingston which is in a small it's a, like basically a college town in Rhode Island um it's very small like um even though Rhode Island is a very flat state it's there's a hill and I live at the bottom of two hills actually on campus um so that's not really convenient but it's pretty I would say like medium-sized it's not that big like it's stretched out I would say but not to the extent that your school is obviously so Mm -hmm. yeah no but um I guess kind of comparing it to Washington where we're from Mm -hmm. how have you adjusted to it I think um, I definitely, being from a town that is so diverse, it's been interesting getting used to being in an area that is very predominantly white. It's definitely not something that I'm I'm used to, and so adjusting to that has been interesting. Um, And I think it's just, like, it's such a, it's a very much a small town, and, like, we're, Mm -hmm. we're from the suburbs where it's not, like, huge, but it's still much smaller than what I'm used to. But I will say I really do like the East Coast, and I, like, that everything's very interconnected versus like the west coast i feel like it's everything is so detached from each other at least like from the the different states itself right yeah yeah like you know here i can hop on a train to come visit you but like i can't do that back home if i were to go like from seattle california you would probably need a car yeah and (laughs) hitchhike there yeah um no i think that's also something that's pretty convenient because it's like if you need to go to New York, want to mm-hmm. travel, want to go to Maine, if anything, yeah, you could do that. It's possible. Yeah, um, definitely. Probably, probably not the best in a pandemic. Um, it's possible, mm-hmm. and it's almost weird to say, but I guess this is something that I'm also realizing. I like the East Coast a little bit more than yeah. I can't say the West Coast, but than Washington than home oh yeah. yeah like even though I'm in the small tiny town in Rhode Island like it's definitely so nice being far from home maybe do you okay do you think it's the fact that we're far from home or do you think it's the the states and the east coast itself I think the east coast has such a different vibe than the than home and just the west coast in general so it's nice to be in an area where it's not like I don't know how to describe the Washington like to other people you know yeah I think um it's very like depressing you know <laughs> okay yeah, aside from the weather being yeah. very cloudy and us going crazy when the sun's out yeah um i think washington is very much its own state and obviously people from there are very prideful of it because there is seattle mm-hmm. there's like really good food and the people are super chill at least yeah the people i like to focus on yeah um but 
aside from that it's almost it feels like a comfort kind of like oh a place you should go probably when you retire at least that's how mm-hmm. i feel like i would like i i won't go there for my career um i don't think i will um cuz it feels like a um yeah like a place you fall back on yeah um i was actually talking to like when i was back home i was talking to my friend about this but like if it felt weird when i came back cuz i felt like i was almost comparing it to here mm-hmm. and i was like i don't think this pace is for me the fact that yeah i grew up with this these people and they know my high school self is very different from the self i am now mm-hmm. and i want to be pushed out of my comfort zone definitely right? oh 100% and i think like life here's much more fast paced too mm-hmm. which you don't have that um back home and i think it's also nice where you can just be in a place that people i think people sometimes like you know they call it the seattle freeze when like people aren't friendly have you heard of that before no but i think it just applies to people who like um they move there when they're like more like you know like in their 20s or 30s but like people are very from seattle are perceived as very unfriendly and like won't really become close to you that's what kind of it that's is. That's interesting. Wait, yeah. for people who are already there? I think it's people who move there, how they perceive people from oh, Seattle as okay. just being cold and, like, very distant. I think in that sense, it's because, um, at least the people that I know from there, it's because they feel so comfortable with the groups that they've grown that's up with. That's so true. So yeah. they're like, I already have these people. What's the point of going out? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? Right. There's, like fine being comfortable Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's because of that you're limiting yourself from can i say i will say like even and i will say like we're very privileged to have the opportunity to go to school in a different state just in general i will say that i think it's also it's very important for people to move away from where they their home is yeah at least for a little time even just like a few months like i think it's very important for you to do that for yourself so you find out what kind of person you are mm-hmm. because a lot of the times when you're when you're surrounded by the same people your entire life like you don't really have a sense of self at least that's what i felt and now like coming here and being on my own has made me realize like what type of person i am yeah and i think it's definitely helped me become more comfortable with myself if that makes sense yeah i mean i guess like two notes on that one thing is we can say this right you can say it this that you're like oh yes people should do this they Mm -hmm. should get out of their comfort zone but there's only so little that your words can like so much that your words can do true to the point where if someone really doesn't want to go out of their comfort zone even for like a month yeah their problem their life choices yeah um and i mean that's something that i feel like with my closest friend because it's like we're very different people what we perceive as comfortable and what we want very different but i respect what she does Mm -hmm. um and she respects what i do right and then the other thing i guess um going on to your point of you feel like you you said that you feel more comfortable with yourself now that you moved out Mm -hmm. what changed what do you feel changed about you since you've moved away from washington since i've been away from home i think um i'm a very much selfless person i tend to care too much about the well-being of other people in my life which is fine i think that's good it's good to care about the other people in your life but i think i did it to an extent where i was kind of sacrificing my own well-being to take care of other people and i think being here has made me realize that you need to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. before anybody like you need to make yourself a priority 
before you can take care of another person. And I think I realized, like, being selfless was kind of just sort of a way to escape confronting myself, if that makes sense. Just, like, you know? That's an interesting way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, What what do you mean? Like, can you expand on it a little bit more? Yeah, so I think it's just, like, I would try to heal other people in order to avoid healing myself first. So a distraction. Distracting myself, yeah, yeah, basically. Which I think I've done better in trying not to do that. And I think, like, when somebody I know, like, would make a bad decision, like, before I would be like, oh my god, don't do that. Like, I would do whatever I could to help them stop themselves from doing that. But then now I'm like, if you're going to make that bad decision, you know, you're going to do it and you're going to have to deal with the consequences and that's your own learning story, you know? Yeah, like that's, of course. That's how you figure out yourself. And I think it's, like, very important that people realize you can't give up on yourself in order to help other fe- people feel better. Yeah, almost sending, setting those boundaries for yourself and for what you can give to others. Exactly. Um and I've said this before, like, mm-hmm. earlier today, but it almost seems like you get put in a lot of situations where you have to deal <laughs> with um, people where you feel responsibili- respons- responsible yeah. for their actions and their consequences that you can't control. Oh, and yeah. almost, I guess, in that sense, how do you think it... This is probably a hard question, right? Because you can't yeah. fully look at it from a third person perspective right but how do you think it came to this way like why do you take on this is a loaded question i guess but Mm -hmm. why do you think you tend to take on the responsibilities of others and their emotional distress i think i tend to do that because um i was never really taught to heal myself i guess like I don't know if that makes is, sense, but, yeah. like, my parent, my mom was definitely the type of person to instill into me that you need to be responsible and you need to be, you can't make bad decisions and it's bad if other people do this and all this stuff, you know, she definitely, mm-hmm. like, told me to act a certain way and I think, like, my sense of, like, what's wrong and what's good definitely is, is very different from other people, which I understand and I think, like, I don't know, I've always been the responsible one, and I always get um, stereotyped as, like, the mom friend, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. sucks because, like, you don't want to be taking care of everybody all the time, you know, and I think it just stems from, like, me thinking that what everybody else thinks is the right choice is also what I think like that everybody has the same it's more like what I think is also what other people think like you know that sort of thing so that I think that's why I'm always thinking of like being responsible and trying to do like what is best but I think I've just realized like you can't like other people's minds are not in your control and like and that's just the way it is right (laughs) that's just the way it is like people are people they have their own thoughts and like what you think is different from what other people think and I think it just like it took me a long time to realize that yeah and it's it'll still probably be a learning process right yeah because things are easier said than done and so implementing this um reminder to yourself that please don't take on this emotional burden that's not yours it's going to be really hard (laughs) um but how has how has that developed for you since you were younger? I, I'd assume that um, the amount 
of responsibilities that you took on weren't as much as it is now or like to what like how did it develop to the point where mm-hmm. it started getting more integrated into your life and how it impacts you and all like yeah. other aspects does I, that make sense yeah so like how did it what did it stem from and what how did it like impact other parts of my life yeah kind of? i think um yeah it's just kind of comes back to the wanting to be as responsible as i could and then i think when i was in friend groups like that would argue like if there was an argument i would be the mediator i would try to make sure that everybody was happy i would take on that emotional burden when i really didn't need to and i think it just comes from the fact that i just always want there to be no tension and Mm -hmm. like no drama which like you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen but i think like i just cared too much about trying to control help my other friends like feel better yeah and that i noticed in my friendships like in my different friend groups if there was a fight i would be trying to like mediate and be like try to be a neutral party and but of course like you know when your friends are arguing they don't want you you to be neutral they want you to pick a side and like i i don't like doing that um unless it's like you're doing something stupid and i can definitely pick a side but um it was just like I just always wanted those relationships to be stable and like you know every friendship comes with its up and downs yeah which is fine I think it's just when it comes to the extent where your friendship is like too much chaos that's when you need to leave it behind but yeah it just comes I think it just stems from I wanted to always be responsible and do what's right and then it kind of affected my relationships into wanting everything to be all good all the time when that's not the case yeah like drama is gonna happen and like now I'm detaching myself slowly from those habits of trying to um fix other people's problems which Mm -hmm. I think is not you don't want to do that you don't want to be the person who's healing up things when it's not your problem and I think it's important that you let like if your friends are arguing you let them hash it out especially when you're at this age like you know when you're younger like being immature is of course expected but I mean when you're becoming an adult it's better to just treat other people as adults and like if they're two adults arguing they're two adults who can fix themselves exactly so in that sense you're there shouldn't be that third person party that's trying to take on both of their perspectives but also be neutral in it yeah because essentially that's what you were doing um Mm -hmm. very hard very Very hard hard. (laughs) now i'm like thinking evaluating like oh my god how did i do that (laughs) no how did you do that i don't know i feel like obviously when maybe Mm -hmm. when we were younger the issues i mean not to say that like there's worse issues when you're older and stuff right right but just like maybe it was easier to um mediate yeah but still still a lot of emotional burden (laughs) um and it's it's funny though because now I'm thinking from the perspectives of the two parties arguing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And not like the negoti- the mediator. Mm-hmm. Um, do they realize, like when you're in that situation, if you put yourself in the, those shoes, mm-hmm. do you realize what you're doing to that mediator? I know. <laughs> yeah, like do they, do they think about how it's affecting me too? Yeah. yeah. You said, I'm getting triggered. <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah because it's like it's one of those things that i feel like could fall into it happens in life Mm -hmm. and then i don't think too much of it and then i don't think of 
oh how's it impacting this person who had to deal with it because it's just another like issue in my life that we'll get through yeah um but then that emotional burden on (laughs) the third person oh my gosh oh my god because it's it's too much yeah because it's unintentional but we don't think about it and it's not like we can force ourselves to think about it every single time but it's yeah to be adult and work it out <laughs> i think it's also like important to point out there that like i mean i'm not the most mature person of course i but i mean i still think i'm very mature when it comes to dealing with arguments and stuff like that and so it's important to remember that like not everybody is going to be at the same level as you yeah which is frustrating sometimes but like again it's life like what can you do yeah know? do you Funny question. Mm-hmm. Do you think you get into a lot of arguments? No. I don't think I do. If if I do, like, it's mostly about, like, just small things. Or if it, if I do argue with somebody, it's over, like, a buildup of something that's happened. Oh, that's... I think that's the worst. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but maybe you can relate. Maybe it's different for you. But mm-hmm. um, for me, if... If it's situations where it's from the accumulation of something, yeah, the amount of thoughts and <laughs> the amount of thoughts oh and emotions God. in my head yeah. are immense and like crazy. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I am the type who overthinks, who thinks a lot, but Same. keeps it all in my head, right? Anxiety. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes out, mm-hmm. that's almost this side of i want to be rational and argue my stance take like right like stand my ground right right but at the same time to what extent is that going to where i have to make sure that i don't hurt the other person because of all these thoughts that have been building up exactly um, that haven't been um like addressed Mm -hmm. so then they get worse they get more intense um and i'm like i want to stand my ground but i don't want to hurt you with how I say something um Mm -hmm. and being reckless with how I say it yeah if that makes sense exactly and I think like also it's very important to realize that a lot of people most of the time unless you're like very evil (laughs) that you're not going to realize like what effect you have on a person no it's crazy because it's like all these small details all the small habits that you have Mm -hmm. since they're so natural to you they can impact someone in a very different light. Yeah. Um, and you won't notice it because it's unintentional. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you won't be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you said all these thoughts, just the wheels are just working in your head. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's it's just something I think I you deal with, right? Yeah. yeah. Has there... Going uh, down this route a little bit more, has mm-hmm. has there ever been one like that for you? Like a situation like that for you? Like a situation like... Of um, things building up, and I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've definitely experienced that before. Um, and I think, like, a very big part of me... I notice when people mess up, but... Mm-hmm. I, and I'll think about it a lot, but I won't necessarily say anything the first time. So when I do, you know it's bad because I wait until it all builds up. And then I'm like, okay, so you did this, this, and this. Now, how are you going to fix yourself? <laughs> and it's, it's never that easy, right? Because no. you can't fully fix. No one can fix themselves in a snap. No. I wish they could. I wish I could do that for myself, you know? <laughs> like, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I 
I've definitely been in that situation before and it sucks because it's generally like the only thing that you're thinking of and when you finally have to confront that person or people like it's just like oh my god how are they gonna react because I think a lot of the times with very immature people Mm -hmm. they have a tendency to not recognize their mistakes that's what I've noticed Mm -hmm. because if somebody like I'm not a perfect person um but if somebody told me like you know what you did to me was upsetting and if I saw that as like a big flaw I would try I would change my behavior Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people have the tendency to get very defensive when they're in conflict and that is like I I would say that's the number one thing that like you don't want to do even though it's very hard to control yourself it's very important to hear out the other person before you reply because a lot of the times people aren't thinking when they're acting out of anger you know that makes sense Mm -hmm. because all the emotional impact yeah but in that sense it's because you feel like your character you feel like you are getting attacked right yeah so then you're like damn I need to defend myself (laughs) but in that sense it's it it reminds me of how um the way I like to think about it is like I hope that in situations where I'm involved in that mm-hmm. and you need to be frank and honest with me and hurt my feelings in the moment right. be honest hurt it in the moment please yeah. <laughs> but like in that sense trust me enough to know that if I if I do get defensive in the future that I will reflect back on it and realize right. that oh they meant this out of good intention of course but obviously um different relationships will mm-hmm. um will have different boundaries so then you can't expect that from everyone exactly because not every like everyone has a different level of maturity and maturity mm-hmm. um and i guess that's completely fine because that that would be weird if you can just control how someone reacts <laughs> to things yeah um yeah i don't know life would be so easy if it were like that. but that'd be so boring don't you think <laughs> oh yeah yeah everybody needs a little bit of drama now and then <laughs> or hmm i i don't know actually now that's that's an interesting topic to ponder on yeah. do you want okay and like bottom line is regardless of what the question is i think yeah um a moderation of things yeah always my go-to right because mm-hmm. i don't want to be super angry but i don't want to be super i don't know what the opposite of angry is like laid back um with everything <laughs> yeah um but i guess in terms of drama would i want my life to be filled with drama no <laughs> but would i want my life to be drama free that's yeah. not possible no it's it's not possible to be drama free but then again like i talk a lot of talk and i'm like yeah i want this crazy dramatic life. <laughs> no i don't like i actually don't want that i said that to somebody and i was like you did yeah i told them like yeah what's life without drama like it's so boring without drama and then i thought about it and i was like wait you're (laughs) lying like also i think i have this tendency to like tell people something and then i look back at it and i'm like you don't think that why did you say that like i I mean a question on that is uh do you think you said those things in like the spur of the moment because it was the mood like it was the environment or Mm -hmm. do you think i mean but sometimes you just say stuff to say stuff Mm -hmm. i guess i think i just say it in the spur of the moment like i also have a very weird sense of humor (laughs) that i think a lot of people don't get so i say things and people think i'm serious and i'm like i was just joking like yeah okay (laughs) describe I feel like I have a sense of what your humor is, but at yeah. the same time, 
I fully don't. So please describe it to me. Very, um, like, dry, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know, deadpan sometimes. Very much, oh, I'm very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people cannot pick up on. And they're like, are you being sarcastic? I'm like, yeah, I'm being sarcastic. And they're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> which, like, people don't realize that I'm so sarcastic. And I think I'm just very, like, uh-huh, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, deadpan, I guess. Like, dry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you met people with your sense of humor? Have I think maybe, like, yeah. But usually they're, like, very messed up. <laughs> how do I say? Like, if you have a sense of humor like me, I feel like you're probably messed up in some way. But that's okay. Because, like, you're probably a great person. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. We're all struggling, you know? <laughs> You said, if you have my sense of humor, you're meant. Fahima, do you? <laughs> how how would you feel about answering this question if I asked you, uh-huh. do you feel like you're messed up? Do I, oh my gosh, this is a great question, actually. How, do I feel like I'm messed up? I think I am messed up, but in the in the way that, like, not like, oh my god, I'm like, thinking about I mean I I have this tendency to hyperfixate on things okay I don't do it as much now but I would I would like sit in class like I remember I had this history class with like a bunch of people when I was doing like running start and I remember I asked a stupid question and I thought about it all day like nobody else is thinking about it I know that so I'm like messed up to where I'll hyperfixate on like things that I'm I mean, that's just like mental illness. I'm describing mental illness. <laughs> um, like, and I'll say, and <laughs> and I, oh my god, the amount of times I would just bring up death in arguments. I mean, not arguments in conversations with people last semester. <laughs> uh-huh, interesting. And how did they come up? Basically, oh my god, a few times, like I would just be like, "So, what are your thoughts on like death? Like, what do you think about the that was, and stuff?" That was just the question. <laughs> was it out of curiosity? It was just like out of curiosity because I like to learn about how other people think, you know. About and so death. about death. Um, so I would ask people randomly and be like, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, I just I think about death a lot." Like <laughs> when I would meet people, and they. It wasn't even people. It was like one person. At and this I've, point, is that your was that your personality trait for semester one? I think so. You know, I and I think I'm like, I'm messed up, but I'm getting, I'm improving myself. You know, so proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying my best. Yes, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and as long as it's just out of curiosity and yeah. nothing more. No, than no, that. no, no, yeah. no, no. It's just yeah. Don't worry, you guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm just. I just like to know what people think, you know? I mean, it is a very interesting topic, right? Because yeah. it's like, in a way, maybe you could reveal something more about the person, depending mm-hmm. on how they view it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, um, last semester, one of my classes was actually on death. It was a full right. seminar, just on death saying that, yeah. and immortality. Um, <laughs> so it got, a, like, it got a lot just having to think about those, like that topic mm-hmm. every single week. Oh, reading yeah. about it, reading about all aspects of it. But in a sense, it's it's something that you don't think about. No, regular people don't think about every day. Right. So it's good to really dig into that and be like, how do I define it? Do I really, like, realistically, I can say this thing, like, 
I want to be immortal, right? That's like yeah. a superpower that people perceive. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be immortal. That'd be so cool. I can live for thousands of years and experience everything. Right. But if you think about it logistically, sorry to ruin the fun or, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. But would it be that great to be immortal? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I, I think about that a lot because I'm like, on one hand, I think people... They don't fear death, they fear the unknown. None yeah. of us know what death is like because we've never been there. And, you know, people who experience death are not going to come back and tell us what it's like <laughs> most of the time. Um, and I think, like, it's... People want to think that, like, you know, you could live life forever. But if I... I'm thinking, like, if I was immortal, I could never die. That would be so boring. No, I would be a cranky grandma that is what i will be um because all the things you go through everything is temporary Mm -hmm. but with life being permanent when you're immortal that Mm -hmm. just you're in a loophole of yeah life which sucks because imagine like how boring it would be and i mean like your friends wouldn't live forever so then like you're just gonna be sitting there like getting like 20 phds and something like <laughs> unnecessary like that's that's what i would do if if i was immortal you not would that i want to be 20 phds i'd be going to school because I, I mean like what else would you do you know or I'd, i think i'd travel the world too but then to the point where you're immortal for immortal yeah that traveling and that learning right there's going to be a limit to it right it's finite yeah yeah like, so the only thing that's not limited is your your lifespan but everything else is limited so so once those um countries that you've traveled to Mm -hmm. um things you've learned they're all going to be done with and you're like what am i gonna do sit there basically (laughs) try to (laughs) try to make my lifespan limited that's not gonna work because that's a curse um so that's like an interesting thing to think about almost yeah interesting so we talked about what have we talked about I guess interpersonal conflicts mm-hmm. and death. And death. It's not a conversation with me unless death is brought up some, and at some point. So I guess that's what makes this um, <laughs> spe- episode with you, right? Because yeah. it wouldn't be the right episode if it wasn't. It, it wouldn't be an episode with you if it didn't have to do with death. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't bring it up at some point. Because it, it, it's always... Was this your intention, Fahima? No. Oh. Genuinely, I did not walk into this <laughs> thinking about, I'm going to bring up death, you know? like. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> well, I think our time has to be cut short a little bit, yeah. though. So a little abrupt end to the conversation. Mm-hmm. But we can, we'll definitely talk more. Yes. Just that right now, you have to go back. To Rhode Island. To Rhode Island. Right? Are you excited? I'm excited to lay in my bed. That's what I'm <laughs> excited for. Because uh, a bitch been up since 8 a.m. Oh so. my gosh, yeah. That's <laughs> relatively early for a college student. Yes. Yeah. I don't think people realize college students have horrible sleep schedules. Well, they do. No, I, I, my my friend will not text me unless they are, it's 3 a.m. And <laughs> during the daytime, yeah. the only time that they're up. Mm-hmm. it's only for their classes and then they go back to sleep of course so i never see them in the daytime they're like vampires of course yeah but um i guess with that any last concluding thoughts from um, you um just wanting to say to people don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone i know that's very cheesy but like do what's gonna make you happy and don't think about too much about what other people are gonna say Ooh, advice yeah. from fahima yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it was really nice having you visit yes. and also 
I will drop you off. I'm not going to leave you but to go by yourself. <laughs> um, but it was also really nice that you you're, were comfortable sharing um, this conversation with everyone. Yeah. And I'm sure people will get a little laugh out of it or just like I anything so. out of it. And yeah. I'm really glad that you came to visit. I'm so glad I came to visit you. Like, we should definitely do this again. I will go yeah. visit you. Yeah, anything. come in the spring when we can go to the beach and just sit there all day. You know? Yes. And I guess to wrap that up with um, final thoughts, if anyone wants to reach out and share anything on their mind, feel free to contact me and I'd love to hear your thoughts and talk with you, guest you on this podcast and have everyone hear all the wonderful things on your mind regardless of what it is. Um, And with that, thank you for joining us in Kin's Conversations and I'll talk to you guys next time.